the cursed halls of abandonment. They call it the Halls of Abandonment, a vast complex of decaying mental institution buildings abandoned decades ago deep in the forest. As a lover of urban exploration, I had to see them for myself. I convinced my friend Mark to join me one night, thinking there was safety in numbers. Oh, how wrong I was. The imposing Victorian-style buildings rose ominously as we approached, warning us away. But filled with a thirst for adventure, we pressed on, finding a boarded-up entrance to pry open. Our flashlights cut through the pitch blackness within. Endless corridors stretched out before us with peeling paint, rusty beds and equipment covered in layers of dust. As we wandered the crumbling halls, I couldn't shake the feeling of being watched. Though the place appeared empty, an unnerving energy permeated its very bones. Turning a corner, we stumbled upon the electroshock therapy room still fully equipped with vintage machines. Shivers went down my spine, imagining their cruel use on fragile minds. Moving on quickly, we located the operating theater, antiquated surgical tools scattered about. So many dark treatments and suffering these walls had seen. Venturing to an upper floor, we found the patient wings. Tiny rooms with metal frame beds contained artifacts from lives left behind. Photographs, clothing, diaries. One room drew me in. Scribbled madly on every surface were cryptic symbols and ravings. Mark tugged anxiously at my arm, but I couldn't look away. The unknown patient's pain was palpable, their mind unhinged. As we delved deeper, a strange vibration hummed through the complex, growing louder. I froze. Was the electricity somehow still on? Mark pulled at me to leave, but I was transfixed. Shadows seemed to swirl at the edges of my vision. The very atmosphere felt heavy, oppressive. We had to go. Now. I turned to flee, but Mark was gone. My calls echoed unanswered down the empty halls. Where had he gone? The vibration intensified, reverberating through my bones. It felt alive, sentient. My heart pounded. I had to find Mark. Blindly, I ran, disoriented. The corridors seemed to twist and change. Then faint whispers reached my ears, pleading, beckoning me. Against my will, I followed the voices through an iron door into the crematorium. High brick walls surrounded ominously large ovens. Heavy footsteps sounded behind me and the massive door slammed shut, enveloping me in darkness. I screamed for Mark, for anyone. A distant rumbling answered. The ovens, they were somehow activating on their own, preparing to incinerate me inside. I pounded on the door frantically, but it was bolted from the outside, searing heat built in the chamber as the ovens roared to life. Then the flames ignited, casting flickering shadows on the walls, smoke and ash choking the air. I couldn't breathe. The entities haunting this place were going to burn me alive. I huddled against the door, wheezing, tearing at it with bloodied fingers when suddenly it opened. I collapsed forward into Mark's arms. He had come back for me. He dragged me urgently through those nightmare halls back to the entrance and freedom. I broke down, nearly catatonic, as the cold night air washed over me. But when I turned to thank Mark, gratitude had transformed to unspeakable horror. 
Behind that familiar face lurketh something ancient, powerful, and enraged. Its form shifted between human and amorphous shadow. In Mark's anguished eyes, I saw that the evil that dwelled here had claimed him, devouring his humanity to escape into the outside world. I ran and never looked back. But sometimes on quiet nights, I still hear the whispers calling to me. Though I've moved far away, the cursed halls of abandonment will never release their hold over my soul. Their shadowy residence filled me with fear and madness in those lightless halls, feelings that linger always, no matter how far I travel that evil patiently waits to drag me back into the darkness forever.